LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. You're listening to Ask Me Anything with Pastor J.D. Greer. Honest questions, quick answers. I'm your host, Todd Unzicker, and this is where J.D. Greer says, Ask Me Anything. Ask Me Anything with J.D. Greer. I'm your host, Todd Unzicker. And, you know, J.D., we say you answer the toughest theological, ethical, moral questions. This week, I want to know what you, folks who shape you or folks you find interesting. So this week, the question is, what three people, dead or alive, would you want to have lunch with? That's it? That's it? no, you know, Calvinism, white privilege. Nope. Nothing controversial, just Just three people, Three people, dead or alive, that you'd want to have lunch with. Well, I would say you, but you always make me pay. So I think I've I've kind of gotten tired of, of going out to lunch with you. And we're having lunch tomorrow, just so you know. And I'll probably be paying. I'm, That's I'm, right. I'm sure. Um, yeah, well, I actually, right now, after asking me that question, I kind of feel like the person who asked this question, I'd like to take out to lunch because after, what, 20-some of questions that I'm like, they're going to ask me that? Um, this is actually a, a very nice question. All right. Three people dead or alive. Um, well, I mean, the first one I feel like I have to go to is Adoniram Judson. He was the fir- one of the first American missionaries. Um, there was another guy named George Lyle who went down into the Caribbean to be a missionary, but uh, Adoniram Judson was... Uh, this, um, I mean, he's just, a, he was a guy that, that his heart just, you know, broke for, for the lost and reading his biography to the golden shore was one of the most formative things in my, in my, in my life. And then I handed it to my wife or at that point we were just, we were just dating. And, um, cause I was feeling like I was called the mission field. You're so romantic. You give her yeah, novels uh, on dead missionaries right. when you're dating. Like, wow. I was like, Hey, read this. And, and it just, man, it tore her up. And, and it, both of us just, you know, kind of resolved at that point, like, you know, God, we hope that at some point right now we serve in the United States, but we hope, you know, someday to at least end our career overseas. I mean, I, I, I don't know, but anyway, we named our, our son, um, Adam, uh, short for Adoniram. And so he's just always had a very formative. In fact, even going before that mission, that, that biography, um, when I became a Christian, I was 16 years old. The first biography put in my hands was the story of Adoniram Judson. And just, um, I mean, he, <laughs> I mean, missions is, is tough now, but when he did it, I mean, he got on a boat and landed in Mur- Burma, what is you know now Myanmar, and just translated the Bible for six or seven years, and it was six or seven years before he found a, you know, a single convert, and just went through all kinds of pain, and, and just, it really, you know, showed me that, that the gospel was was worth that, mm-hmm. so that's why my son's named after him, um, so a, a, he'd be one. Um, he's also like wickedly smart, which is, you know, the thing that comes through in his biography. So I'm sure he'd be fascinating. Um, Martin Luther. I mean, how could I not mention Martin Luther? When I read his biography, um, here I, or the biography about him, here I stand by Roland Baton. And it gets to the part where he's there in front of that council at the Deed of Worms, Deed of Worms, Diet of Worms, it looks like. Um, if you just look at it written in English, it, um, it just, he gets to that point where he just starts answering and he's pushed and he has to stand up for justification by faith. I mean, it made my hair stand like I, I, I had to stand up to read it. Hmm. It was so so majestic. Plus, it, the thing I love about him, uh, Todd, is he obviously knew more about the Bible and the gospel and loved and walked with God. But he's just a like a real like he, an earthy guy. I don't, you know, people that kind of, that are really spiritual and kind of have this sanctimonious air, and they're always talking like this. And yes, brother, and and I just I, I don't really enjoy being around people like that. 
I got like, John. I got the sense of it in reading biographies that John Calvin was maybe more in that side. Like you'd want to hear what he's saying, but right. But just always exactly. You know, how was your quiet time today? Luther's not like that, is what right? You're yeah, bless the Lord, brother. You know, just kind of. And Luther was just sort of. I mean, he was like he's just him. You know, he just he talk about depth and theology, and then he talk about problems he was having. You know, going to the bathroom. In fact, one of my favorite things, um, you know, statements of his is he was like, you know, if you're feeling afflicted by the devil, quote scripture, and if it doesn't work, then pass strong gas because that drives away Satan because Satan feels like you're insulting him and he, he Satan is proud. And when he, when you do that in front of him, it, he feels shamed because you so disrespect him and he hates to be shamed. So he leaves, which you know, is like not, not bad logical reasoning when you really think about it, but it's just like, that's Martin Luther. Uh, so I just, I let's like just not follow be, that example today. I, I, I'm not suggesting it. I'm just right. saying he was a real guy. And I just, I feel like, again, another guy's wicked smart and, and uh, just just seems fast. So Judson, so, Luther, who's a yeah, third? Yeah, I would think a third one would be Charles Spurgeon. He's another guy. I think I'd like to have lunch with him once because <laughs> he seems like the kind of guy that probably knows a lot about a lot of subjects. And I'd ask a question, and four and a half hours later, he'd still be answering it, which may get you know old if you do that repeatedly. But he obviously is very knowledgeable. Um, we we always call him the pastor emeritus of the Summit Church because of how much he gets quoted um, in, in our pulpit. He was he was just he was a scholar, but he was also just so like tender when you read his biography or read about him. I mean, he would, he just, he'd weep with congregation members. Um, he knew there was a time not to give like big verbose theology and just put your hand on somebody's shoulder and cry with him. When, remember one time pray, him praying with a woman about uh, just some pain in her life. And he just is like, you know, father, I have daughters and I know what it's like to see them suffer. And I know that you, your heart is broken to see your daughter suffer. And just his ability to, to, to kind of mind the depths of theology, but just walk with people has just always been been amazing to me. I, a couple of my favorite possessions are people have given me um, actual sermon pages of his notes, like his handwriting where he took that, and I keep this up because he's he, he's been a hero. So I, I'd love to have lunch with him. Um, now those are all dead. Is yeah. there anyone living that <sighs> living? Um, you know, there's a guy whose book I read last year. His name is Shelby Steele, and uh, he's an African American sociologist out in California at Stanford University. But um, I, I believe he's a Christian. In fact, I'm pretty sure he is, um, and just has a very keen insight into really what's going on in the heart of a lot of the racial questions that are, are taking place. And I, I just, I really, I enjoyed you know getting some of his insight. So I definitely say, well, yeah. maybe of course, he, maybe he listens to the podcast. We'll hear this and reach out to you for lunch. If he, if he will come to go to lunch with me, I will be happy to pay. I'll even let JD you sit does at pay. another table. And just like listen in because it, I, I think he'd be he'd be fascinating. You know, when I ask somebody living, I'm, there's somebody I'm really surprised that you haven't mentioned Michael that. Jordan. I, I I get that because Michael Jordan, you know, I just when I was nine years old and, and lived in North Carolina when he hit that shot to, you know, take UNC. So uh, yeah, if Michael Jordan's listened to this, maybe he could support the Ask Me Anything podcast. But you know, if he, I'd love to go to lunch with him too. So Judson Luther Spurgeon. Shelby Steele, Michael Jordan, and Nicolas Cage doesn't make the list, JD. I mean, you know, I guarantee like, our listeners are wanting to know that. That's a great. I didn't even think about that. That's a great question. Um, yeah, all right, so yeah, Nicolas Cage. He would have to if I, if, if you let me expand it to five. People wonder like where the Nicolas Cage thing came, came from. And in fact, have we gotten that question yet? It asked me anything like, what's the deal with Nicolas? We we get it on Summit Life. People will ask like, what is the deal with Nicolas Cage? So what happened is, um, I was I I used a movie of his as an illustration one time. Literally one time, this was about 10 years ago, and I just said something about thinking that he had done a good job in that movie. Nicolas Cage, who played a great character in such and such, you know. I got such hate back from that. Like, people emailing me and telling me that he was a... 
that I just I just dug in. I was like, fine. So next time I I, I I came up with an illustration with him, I called him the most underappreciated actor of our generation. And then the next time I called him the greatest actor of our generation. And then I called him our national treasure. And ever since then, it's just been like a game to see how many times I can bring up Nicolas Cage and whatever it is I'm teaching. People give me random Nicolas Cage gifts. I've gotten not one, not two, not three, but four pillowcases that have Nicolas Cage's face on it. Well, I don't sleep on any of them. I've gotten a pillow, one of those little sequin pillows that you rub. You know, like if, if you rub the mm-hmm. sequin. One way, then it's Nicolas Cage's face. I've got an actual signed picture from Nicolas Cage from the movie The Rock that one of our members somehow managed to get for me, and it's up in my green room. So I, you know, touch it uh, on the way out for. Well, well done. That is, uh, I asked you what three people, dead or alive, would you want to have lunch with? And like any good uh, pastor, you gave me six names. That's so right. uh, that's. And by the way, uh, I, you cut me off. I touch it for luck on the way out, but that's obviously a joke. I don't touch it for luck on the way out to go preach. So yes, I'm saving you another question for ask me anything. (laughs) Okay, good. Do I believe in luck? You not only saved yourself that, but you saved yourself going through angry emails by clarifying that you were just joking, but I'm glad you cleared that up. That is this week. Ask me anything with JD Greer. What three people dead or alive would you want to have lunch with here? Part of the Lifeway leadership podcast network. And uh, part of our network is the podcast group answers. I hope you've listened to this. This is the one with co-hosted by Chris Surratt and Brian Daniel. They're part of our network. And they recently talked about dealing with difficult people. They, uh, they ranked discipleship books and they interviewed our good friend, Trillia Newbell. Just look them up, group answers on your favorite podcasting app and subscribe today. I'm your host, Todd Unzicker. This is Ask Me Anything with J.D. Greer. We'll see you next time on the podcast.